back to Break the Cycle. This is part two of our conversation with Amon, our CEO and co-founder. Last time we were talking about innovation in the debt management industry. And today we're going to talk about why, against the backdrop of the cost of living crisis, that innovation is needed more than ever. So Amon, what practical advice would you give to CEOs and what questions should they be asking themselves as we start to see the effects of the cost of living crisis? Yeah, I think, well, there are, there are a lot of different questions and answers to this, but I'll try to be as general as possible um, on this. But one of the questions any business should probably ask themselves right now is, if my customer base that faces financial difficulties is increasing by 20, 30, 40%, how can I ensure that I provide a good customer experience to them when I know that my resources are constrained? Me as a business owner. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really important question. I, I'll give you a, a concrete example on this, right? If you think about customers in debt who are facing kind of often very traumatic ex- uh, situations, the first thing they will do, or one of the first things they will do, is probably try to get in contact with you and try to actually resolve or find a solution directly uh, with your call center. Now the problem is that if the customer base increased by 30 or 40%, will you be able to increase your employee base by 30 or 40% as well to mm. support more customers? The answer probably to that is no, right? That's reasonable. I, you know, I don't think any business owner would expect to increase their call center staff by 30 or 40%. But then how, how do you actually manage that process, right? So how can you provide the same level of experience or a better level of customer experience when your resources are severely constrained but more customers are actually trying to get in touch with you. Well, it's pretty pretty clear, right? Uh, you have to find an automated digital answer to that problem. The, the reality from everything that I can see and we can see here at Othello's is that people actually want to self-serve. So if you can provide a really strong digital experience to customers where they can, as an example, find a bespoke repayment plan, uh, do an affordability assessment, ask for breathing space, etc., etc., in a digital journey, well, you will naturally see fewer customers actually flooding into your call center because they're serving themselves. But that requires a good product and strong product. And mm. what we have generally seen in the past is that organizations haven't made the investment necessary um, to build out these customer journeys, um, which is something that we are really focused on. So that is a really important one, I think. So how do I manage more customers um, while ultimately keeping my cost at a acceptable rate? The second one is how do I better identify vulnerable customers? Um, and again, you know, we believe that technology here is the answer. So you can use ma- machine learning and behavioral science to better understand the contextual conversation that um, a customer is having with an agent, for example, or if they're um, displaying any potential signs of vulnerability through the actions they're taking. and and uh, inform decisions that you as a business need to take. Um, that might be, again, breathing space or speak to the customer directly. Um, but ultimately, the key aspect here is to really understand at scale and accurately the percentage of customers who are potentially vulnerable. And 
um, that's something that te only technology can really, really do. Another important one is to accept that not everybody's financial situation is the same. Um, you know, uh, households and individuals face financial difficulties for many, many different reasons, and they, make, they face different levels of financial difficulties as well. Some might be short-term, some might be long-term, some might be related to a, a vulnerability uh, like a mental health or physical health problem, and some might be related to a recent job loss. And so all of these uh, indicators and factors need to be considered when A, engaging with a customer, and B, finding the right solution for the customer that, that ultimately gives the customer and the business the best outcome. And that's uh, kind of the perfect, almost the perfect example for how machine learning um, plays a role. So when you think about what the status quo really is in the industry, well, it's a one-size-fits-all approach. Every customer gets almost the same treatment, right? It might be on day one, they will receive a communications via letter. On day two, they might get an SMS. On day three, they might get an email. On day four, they, they might receive a phone call. And uh, that strategy is ultimately repeated for customer one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There is very little personalization in place today when you look at the traditional solutions. Um, which, from my perspective, creates a bad customer experience and also, you know, drives um, bad outcomes. So, what businesses really need to do is to start personalizing. So, the way I engage with customer one, who uh, had a recent job loss and therefore is in short-term financial difficulties, but has a new job on the horizon, which starts in in three weeks' time is very different than customer two who is suffering from a uh, physical health issue. And so that uh, kind of means we need to engage with them differently when we talk to them, when we speak with them, but also when we consider what payment options we provide to them. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's something that you can only do at scale of technology. That's something that can't be human driven. So. Personalization is a um, massive opportunity um, to create a better um, customer experience, um, but ultimately also drive better business outcomes. As much doom and gloom as there is around this topic, to what extent do you think the cost of living crisis also presents an opportunity to drive long-term change? Yeah. I'm generally an optimist, um, and so I, I, I really believe that um, this is a really powerful time right now, a really crucial time for us to rethink this industry for the better. Mm. I really do believe that we will come out of this. Uh, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not I, I, I can't tell you when, you know, it might be six months, maybe 12 months, it might be 24 months, but I am very confident we will come out of this crisis uh, as we have come out of all other crises before. Um, and so what this moment really presents to us is a opportunity. It's an opportunity to um, rethink and reevaluate um, how we as an industry and how many enterprises want to manage 
um, customers um, who are in debt and who are uh, facing financial difficulties going forward, how they want to find long-term answers um, to these, uh, I guess, problem statements which can be scaled and how uh, we can ultimately become as innovative of an industry as the front end of financial services is, be it underwriting or KYC or ultimately payment technology. I, I really do believe that the debt resolution industry, the re resolution sector can become as innovative um, as many, many other financial services sectors. And so uh, we are now in a pivotal time to really drive that change because all eyes uh, are on this sector. So um, mm. I think it's a very, very exciting time and it's a very impactful time to be in the space as well because ultimately everything that we do has a very profound impact on not only businesses, but also customers. And so um, we, we ultimately need to do the right thing here um, and drive this forward in the right direction. Great. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Thanks, Abby. If you'd like to hear more, you can subscribe to our newsletter on ofellas.com.